For me, confidence comes from, you know, feeling productive and 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 oh, setting goals and and achieving them, and you know, feeling a sense of of pride. And uh, I think if you're confident, you're comfortable on your skin, then people, you know, sort of see that, and that's why people shine. And Hello, beauty. Yes, you. Join me, host Joyce Platon, as I chat with today's beauty, wellness, and lifestyle visionaries. Let's discover their motivating journey together as I merge my love for the art and my passion in revealing one's true inner beauty. Hey there, Joyce Baton here, and welcome to Hello Beauty. Today's special guest is Tal Ping. Tal is the VP of Business Development at Orly. Manufactured in LA, Orly is a family-owned business dedicated to the innovation in terms of nail trends, formulation, and color, and they connect nail artists, manicurists, and customers. Welcome to Hello Beauty, Tal. Thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, I'm so excited. So as a makeup artist, I am not as well-versed in the nail industry and taking care of my nails. And I'm always on the lookout to share for, to my listeners the you know, great brands that I can share with them that are non-toxic, healthy, and in a sense that works and are good quality. So Orly definitely is the brand that I've thought of when I was, you know, thinking about this interview. So since 1975, Orly has been a household name that connects every age and every type of person. What was it like growing up in an environment where you were surrounded by innovation and creativity? I think uh, it was it was always uh, interesting because my father and my mother started the business and growing up, first of all, like in an entrepreneurial environment was always really um, inspiring. And I think that really stuck with me through the years. I think on like a basic level growing up around nail polish and beauty products and going to like beauty shows, it was mm -hmm. sort of like exciting for me to be, oh, what am I going to find and discover? Um, I think. A lot of the women in my life, whether they be like teachers or friends, are always so curious about the business that I'm in. And I'd sometimes bring like nail polishes, like, you know, gifts for teachers at the end of the year. And, you know, they would I'm they, sure they'd they love, love that for yeah. sure. <laughs> um, I think it's it's really been something that I personally didn't initially connect with as far as the product, because I've always was like trying to convince the family to get into other mm -hmm. areas of beauty. But over the years, I just realized that it's really not about the product. It's just not only about the product. It's really about, you know, the, the way that that product is brought out to the world and the, the quality and the thoughtfulness that goes into it and making sure that one thing I totally relate to is innovation. So mm -hmm. I'm always excited about new things that we're working on. Yes. So... How do you separate, as a family-owned business, how do you separate family time and business? Pretty badly, actually. <laughs> I think it's something that you have to practice at. Like, there have been moments, you know, now especially, because I've really just been in the, really active in the business in the last five years. Mm -hmm. Over the years, I did step in, helped them get their first website up, because that was my background. It was more, like, technology-driven. Mm -hmm. um, but now, I think there are some weekends where I'm like, you know, maybe we, we don't talk about business right now or we'd have family dinners and there'd always be an element of what's going on in the business. I think it's really important for your sanity to maintain that separation a little bit. But I think, on the other hand, 
back to like where I think a lot of my own learnings about business have come. It's because of all those side conversations and a lot of lessons from, you know, my father. And, and so, you know, it's a, mm -hmm. it's, it's a great thing and it, you have to just practice to make it really like a nice balance. Yeah. Because they say, right. As an entrepreneur, like your business is a 24 seven job, especially if you own the business, there's no escaping it in a sense, even if you want to or try to. For sure. And, and I would say even as active as I am in the company, like there's still uh, my father, Jeff, who started the business is so, I mean, he's 24. He's, there could be another hour in the day and he would be <laughs> working on it. Um, I think I personally went out, of, like when I grew up and I started to get into business, I started a few businesses of my own. So mm -hmm. I understood that like 24 seven, just, you don't sleep, you sleep, eat business. When I joined the company, what I thought was interesting about it was like, here was this company that had been built over so many years and there was a pretty well-oiled machine. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think when you're an entrepreneur, you, you can't, you don't sleep well. If like there's some businesses. So there's like this balance where it still feels like it's my own mm -hmm. business, but there's a really great team that supports it. And it just, you know, that like people are taking care of things. So it's a nice balance. Mm -hmm. So growing up, I know that you said that you wanted to focus on other things aside from other types of products. Sure. What was that? And I know, like, was it just natural for you to kind of just go back to the family business or were you exploring other types of profession? I did go through. I mean, I, I studied law. I didn't mm -hmm. actually oh. come back and practice law. <laughs> I think one of the themes that my father always um, would communicate to us was he really built this business to enable us to pursue other things. Mm -hmm. He didn't put that pressure on us. Like, you know, we want mm -hmm. you to come take over the family business. I think it's because he liked being the boss, <laughs> but um, he also just wanted us to have, you know, grow our own wings and pursue things that we were passionate about. So, and it's not just me, right? I have two siblings. Mm -hmm. So they, and, and I pursued different things. Sometimes they overlapped. Like I, we all somehow went through a phase where we were really into producing music and, mm -hmm. and we actually were in bands together oh, really? and yeah. had record deals. And like, we did have that phase. Now my brother still to this day is a producer engineer. My sister also is mm -hmm. in addition to being the creative director, really, yeah, she, creative. she does cr write and, and perform her own music. So it's something that I think is an outlet no matter what. Yeah. What instrument did you play, or were you the singer? Well, I played guitar. I sang, <laughs> ma mainly singing was mm -hmm. my thing. And, you know, my brother and I were both like big Beatle heads and like Bowie fans. Cool. So we, were, we really tried to kind of bring like a classic rock, but also like electro pop sort of mm -hmm. vibe back in the late 90s. Um, I went from there to music technology, and I started some, I, I did a startup that was like a hip hop collaborative platform. And then I worked for some startups out here in, in Silicon, what are they called? Silicon Beach. Silicon Beach. Um, and so I, I, always, I was always like into technology, which is why when I first th thought, what can I kind of contribute to the business? It was like, well, let's make sure they have, you know, an online store and let's make sure their website looks great. And, you know, that sort of simple, this, yeah. is, some, this is an area where I know like nobody else in the family yeah. like knows about it, and I'm going to contribute there. So, and you're like, we should be changing with the times. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, when social media became mm -hmm. a big thing, there was there were questions coming from the family or say from management, like, is this something we need to invest in? You know, mm -hmm. that's, that's, we have like agencies coming to us and saying, we want to manage your social media and things like that. I'm like, well, listen, you know, it's important to 
to do that, but also be authentic. So I think that's sort of my contribution in the last few years has been coming from that startup world where some of the companies I worked with were really deeply in, involved in social media. So I think that was really how I kind of came back into the fold. Mm -hmm. The company was to come in and focus on the digital side. Yeah. With your expertise with innovation and knowing technology and market trends, how do you, um, in a sense, see new opportunities and also study market trends where you're like, okay, this is a perfect time to jump into that trend and identify it? Well, we have some great people in the company who focus on, let's say, the product development side, mm -hmm. but we're also very much talking to the, to the nail techs. And that's mm -hmm. really what's always been the theme for Orly and, and the way that my father first innovated when he created like the first nail strengthener and like a bottle and like sort of he was talking to the nail techs who were coming into his beauty supply store. That's how he started. So learning what problems there were and then coming up with solutions is really what drives Orly. And also we saw a lot of trends that we didn't jump on. Mm, interesting. Part of that is because we were always like traditionally a natural nail color company, which means we weren't into enhancements, we weren't doing mm -hmm. acrylics. We really thought of that as just like, didn't seem like the future. It seemed like old technology being, you know, rehashed for nails. So I think a good example of that was when we looked at, you know, looking at nail enhancement, nail extensions, and trying to think of it in a different way, which is what we did for the builder in the bottle, which is like the gel extension. Mm -hmm. Because I think up to that point, one of the things that kept us away from like acrylics was like going to a salon and like smelling the, yeah. the acrylics and knowing that it really is very like intense and, and it's like an industrial type yeah. of experience. So when we saw that there was this opportunity to get into extensions in a way that would still stay true to like our natural philosophy, which is make sure an extension feels like your natural nail, mm -hmm. um, lightweight but strong then we had our lab work on a formula that would allow us to basically take the gel technology and and extend it, take it into extensions, which is what Building the Bottle is from Gel Effects. Um, and that allows people to really, for the nail tech, it was a big deal because for them, it just took a lot of the, um, a lot of the pains out of actually applying yeah. nail extensions, cut, cut their time in half, uh, made it really uh, easier for them and for the end user, for the consumer, it's just like it feels nice. I don't know if you've played with gel extensions, hard gels uh, at all. Yes, I have before in the past when I lived in Escondido. I had just to try it on because everyone else was doing mm -hmm. it. I had like acrylics on and then just that was my first and only time because just removing it ruined my nail bed. And I was just so scared because it actually my nail bed bled. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah just so, removing it. Yeah. yeah. So that's, that's sort of one of the other areas that we look to address, which was, you know, I don't know if you do gels at all, but if you do gels. Sometimes if I go on a trip, like, you know. So you would needed. soak them off, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so that was hard gels where they're amazing is that they're durable, but the removal is, requires them to really mm -hmm. file down all the way to the natural yeah. nail. Whereas with, with Builder and Ball, it's sort of like the best of both, soft mm -hmm. gel, which is soak off. So you can file down, but not all the way, and then just soak it off so it doesn't damage your nail when you remove it. So it's it lasts, it's sort of like trying to figure out mm -hmm. this 
puzzle of how do you get something that lasts long but comes off when you want it. Yeah, and also taking care of the nail itself. Yeah. And also not just the nail, but overly good and healthy for the person, the nail technician and also the consumer. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Was Orly always into, you know, placing importance into healthy products back in 1975? Well, I think just in that sense that they were not looking to get into things like acrylics, really. Mm -hmm. um, I think is really always about, you know, when you talk about health, you think about, to your point, like health and preserving the integrity of the nail, right? So with natural, with, with products that are focused on natural nails, you don't have that uh, mm -hmm. removal. It, you don't have the damage. Um, we did get into gels. And even with gels, we try to come up with where areas like we have like an easy off base coat so that it would really come off more easily without damaging this. So everything we do is always actually about simplicity, mm -hmm. um, making things really easier. Because if you do that, then I think for the nail tech, you're making their, their job easier, yeah. make their life easier, you allow them to see more people, and then making sure that there's no damage to the nail. Yeah, an example of making it easier was when I was on your website last night, as I've told you, like mm -hmm. off, you know, off cam, I saw the, it's like a two-in-one coat where it could be a yeah. base coat and a top coat. I don't know the name exactly, but yeah. yeah. Top so, to bottom. Top to bottom. Yeah. I, I love that because I'm, I'm not aware if there are other types of um, brands that do the same thing, but I've noticed that stood out to me because you are not only saving money, but you're also saving, you know, like unnecessary amounts of products, owning right. unnecessary amounts of products. Right, because people do collect, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that top to bottom was definitely uh, a great, addition it's been around for a long time but i think the next like uh, evolution of that was i think with breathable we basically eliminated base coat and top coat altogether mm. so with breathable you can it's like the alt it's like the diyer's dream yeah, so really. like if you're for somebody who does their own nails and you like to change them often what's great about breathable is is that you don't require it doesn't require base coat doesn't require top coat stays shiny and oh. stays on long and part of that is because it's a more porous formula, so it's more permeable, which means that um, one of the, I don't know if, how like we get into the science of it, but the, one of the reasons or one of the causes of chipping is that you know we put our hands in water mm. and the nail expands when it's wet. I just learned that recently and I was just, in a sense, mind blown and at the same time angry at my nail technicians. <laughs> I'm like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> because I'm like- Oh, when they like put- When they, when they do it, ask right? me to soak my yeah. nails, now learning from you know you and also like previous guests, she's like, yeah, that's the reason why you're, even my gel nails, they lift right. and chip because of that. They right. ask you to soak your nails. And when you think about it, it does make sense. Like yeah. you're not supposed to do that at all. Yeah, and I think with, with when a, a formula is more breathable mm -hmm. it allows the moisture to escape mm -hmm. and so that allows the nail to preserve its natural like it won't chip the nail polish will stay on and it you know because the, the the nail itself won't, won't expand as much yes and i've also experienced um when sometimes my nail looks like it's dehydrated i think it's also because of you know just soaking it in and mm -hmm. then when it dries up it just like all of the chemicals from the nail polish itself is soaking the moisture from my nail bed i see yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's I think it's important to like. <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's important to actually look at. Your, this mm -hmm. is one thing I realized, and this this comes from the fact that when we're testing colors mm -hmm. and testing products, and we're testing them on on people that come into our salon at the company, 
like there there's probably I, I mean I'm sure there is but there's such individuality to people's nails like something that'll wear on one person yeah <laughs> will uh will wear well on one person will sure. will fall right off on somebody else mm-hmm. and it's a it's a challenge from a product development standpoint because you know you you need to create something that that's why gels work right because mm-hmm. it's like it's like a really it's like a, a it's like I don't know um, I'll botch this this uh, expression but it's like you know taking a hammer to something like it's really just it's going to it's like baking it you know so mm-hmm. with with regular formulas with regular lacquer a formula from uh one to the other will vary in terms of how it lasts but mm-hmm. with gels they tend to work pretty consistently across yes. a lot of people mm-hmm. but you have to pay attention to to your own nail and if 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 one formula is is not doing well for you like if you start to see that your nail gets you know your nails start to look really dried out and i think again a big part of that is going to be removal almost 80 percent of it is how it's removed oh really i think it's important to to think that um when you do talk about nail damage it's it's about the nail tech coming up with a a way to remove it that does not start to like reach your you know it's like soaking off it's filing those types of things are going to damage your nail and the type of um that uh nail polish removal that they use also right? sure yeah. yeah type of chemical that's in there and brand <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. well I mean, it's the same thing with makeup as with skin like they a lot of people expect that you know skin is a natural form we all have oils even if you experience dryness but makeup is not supposed to be um, permanent so a lot of people expect that oh how come my makeup didn't last all day long right. but it's not meant to be right. that way it's the same thing with nail polish it does eventually chip and also wear out sure. mm-hmm. it's true skin is probably even more <laughs> so individual than, mm-hmm. than the nails i think it's interesting that nails versus makeup what's i think w- mm-hmm. why there's so much let's say excitement or there continues to be like i'm there's just always new nail brands there's mm-hmm. just so much out there and you think like why like obviously there's a, a spectrum of of colors to be discovered still but i think it's also the people are so passionate about nails mm-hmm. and there's it's so so much fun because i think of all the beauty products out there it's the one that's like you can see without a mirror that's on you like it's mm-hmm. right in front of you all the time it i feel like it gives you a sense of it can actually you know increase your confidence level like mm-hmm. it's it's in front of you and so it's somewhere between a you know beauty product and an accessory in a way you know mm-hmm. so um but yeah, I th- I do think for some people they don't care how yeah. long it lasts because I think there are people who change their colors so much that it's really just about having fun. Then there are people who, depending on what they do for a living, too, they really they re- they rely on nail polish. That's true. Staying on, there are people who are very active with their hands. Mm. You know, when we test um, colors, we always ask like their activities for the day. You know, their profession is really important. Um, one of the things that we deal with is like people who use like sanitizer a lot mm-hmm. like so it's it's definitely a, a very very much uh, different from person to person that's true you talk about nails being an accessory so orally um and your dad jeff pink actually discovered the french manicure talk to me about this because this was actually i did not know about this i must admit but french manicure is definitely in a sense my go-to and a lot of people's go-to because it's such a classic Mm-hmm. type of nail design that will never go out of style and it w- it's very applicable to every type of event i think that's like that's exactly the origin story mm-hmm. because 
my father was working with um, makeup artists who worked on sets and mm -hmm. he was challenged because there was a problem with whenever they'd film there'd be such a delay between manicure changes because mm -hmm. it just took a while yeah. so there was a request from from him is there anything that you can create that will go with every scene so if you think about it go with every outfit so that's mm -hmm. sort of what why the universal universality of it still applies today is that it does go with almost everything and it's really because it mimics the natural nail look mm -hmm. and so he started to look at this idea of mimicking that that mm -hmm. tip on a nail but giving it like an actual color so he reached out to some nail polish color suppliers at the time and he was like i need i need a lot of white nail polish and mm -hmm. they were like what like yeah what, what are you going to do with na white nail polish <laughs> and he originally thought of it as sort of the, wanted to start thinking of it the same way to the natural nail look that mm -hmm. was sort of how he was going to phrase it but he went to like a uh, fashion week in in paris and he was inspired over there and mm -hmm. so he just came back and said you know this let's let's give it something a little, mm -hmm. a little catchier um, interestingly enough, like you couldn't, you couldn't trademark something like French manicure because the trademark office will look at it as like origin. It's like if you said, uh, this is, you know, the American, so American, it's almost too generic. Yeah. So he did register the original French manicure. And so that still holds today, but you know, it's become such a thing of it's, it's really taken on a life of its own. I think, you know, even your surprise, it's of its story, the fact that Orly was behind it. It's not really known on a broad, mm -hmm. uh, in a big way, but I think it's almost like it doesn't matter. Like it's been, it's like been reinvented yeah. so many times and it's going through like another cycle right now yeah. where people are coming out and looking at it and the rules have changed. It's not, you got to have it white. You can do like a dark tip. Yeah. You can change the base color. It's not, it doesn't have to be a natural looking mm -hmm. thing. So it's, it's pretty impressive how it continues to be, be a thing right but that's amazing though again you know orly is really known for its innovation and always being at the forefront of nail trends if you could say yeah cool i mean it started with the, the french manicure yeah i mean actually in 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 a way it it uh, that that's what propelled orly mm -hmm. into color mm -hmm. because before that and still today orly was known as like a treatment um mm -hmm. company so and treatment and like i said his first he created like Things that were that today are kind of generic, but the first like ridge filler. So if you have ridges on your nail, like mm. you put this product on and it would smooth the, the ridges. Yeah. It's called ridge filler. So, so that's sort of the. Yes. And, um, and you focus on like vitamin enriched type of formulas. Absolutely. And I think it's, it's really just, I mean, you know, one of the things that we focus like primarily on is efficacy that, yes. that it needs to do what it says it does. So I think that was one of the. And, and today, like we have still today, Bonder, right, which is a base coat mm -hmm. that if you're going to get a traditional nail lacquer manicure, it is the standard for base coats. Like it will, it's a rubberized base coat and it'll make the, the lacquer last longer on your nail. So that's still today, the company is very much known for those staple products. And um, we like to continue that innovation so right now you know we have a few new things that we're working on i mentioned one of them before but we continue to look at ways to disrupt and bring something new to the table yeah with orally being known as for its efficacy i'm curious as to how you guys are also moving towards or even you know kind of moving along with the nail the health trend of being healthy mm -hmm. and i've heard of being 
orally being 13 free. Could you please talk to me more about that and why you guys would never claim to be non-toxic? Okay, well, I think that's that word. Okay, so there's a lot. Mm -hmm. There's yes. a lot to unravel <laughs> there. Um, first of all, our color is vegan and, and mm -hmm. as a company are cruelty free and, you know, we, um, it's important for, that's really important for us. As far as uh, 13 free, that is uh, specifically around our breathable formula, mm -hmm. which is our newest formula. You know, there's, I think you've said it before, you, I don't remember if it was off camera yeah. or here, but it was like, you know, you do, you have people who work with nail products on a daily basis. So it's important that we address any concerns about, you know, ingredients that are, that could be considered harmful. Um, the reason why we don't say straight out like non-toxic is because it's like a binary. It's like, a, it's like either you're toxic or you're not toxic. And I think on some level it's, it's too easy to say something like that, but you need to, I mean, mm -hmm. you, it needs to be true. Right. That's and true, yeah. what I mean by that is you're, we all have sort of our common sense. Mm -hmm. You can open up a nail polish and you can smell it yes. and you can see that doesn't smell too non-toxic. Yeah. So I think it's really about responsible being using pro uh, products like nail polish responsibly. I think in salons, that's important that ventilation is, is there. It's, it's, for us, it's been really focusing in on the product, the problematic mm. ingredients, mm -hmm. and that we've been we've been around for a long time. Which means we've also, as a big company, we've always been like exposed to and first to have to address concerns. So we've been, you know, what the sort of the the real um, ingredients that people have been most concerned with. We've been I've been out of our formula for decades. Um, and then with breathable, we kind of went one step further and just looked at the formulations on the market and worked to create something that would be even cleaner. Mm -hmm. So clean, being as clean as possible is yes. what really we want to communicate. Mm -hmm. I think saying you're non-toxic, I mean, there's a, there is a definition of that. Uh, I think you would think something that's non-toxic is something that's maybe safe to drink or yeah. safe to spill into the ground and, and, mm -hmm. and, you know, on a plant. And, you know, so I think it's, those definitions are not something that we create. They're actually mandated. There are some guidelines. Um, it's just like, you know, I think the, so we, we'll focus on what we're free of and we'll lay them out. That's yeah. just a fact. I think in the nail industry, especially, there is a lot of confusion. There's a yeah. lot of marketing. There's a lot of Same buzzwords. With the beauty and makeup industry. There's a lot of buzzwords, and it's being used too loosely. Mm -hmm. And sometimes these, like non-toxic or clean and green, is they vary from brand to brand, and mm -hmm. it, and the brand chooses what they you right. know can consider clean without it you know really exposing the actual ingredients. And yeah, the, transparency yeah. is really mm -hmm. what it comes down to. But also, I think I don't think companies are using the word non-toxic and any mm -hmm. they're not they're not purposely i think they just don't know, may, may not know because i think a lot of the companies that may start a brand today they may be working with contract manufacturers and they get their information from there and you know it is the word du jour mm -hmm. as is you know clean and i think you know before it was organic like right yeah. so you will drive by a salon and it'll say outside organic or something like that yeah. and like these words are just thrown out there and they don't really, they, people might say to themselves, oh, well, non-toxic means it doesn't have these ingredients, which is a fair way to look at it. But when you get to a, 
a larger size as a company, you can't play with those. Like if you are going to sell your products into a major retailer, they are going to hold you to、mm-hmm. what your your claims are. So you know, I, we like to think that we prefer to be just fact fact based.、Mm-hmm. This is what's not in our product, versus to make a claim like you know, non toxic, right? Yeah. And、uh, I think that it is something that we, as a company, also look to keep innovating and looking at ways to make nail polish. I think have, there has to be like a seismic shift, like a real shift in how nail products are formulated. But people want everything, right? They want、mm-hmm. clean. They want effective.、Yes. They want it. They want something that's as clean as possible. They want it to last long.、Mm-hmm. There are people who may be fine with like changing their nail color every day. You know, to keep it、yeah. working, but I think that's we're all. I think as an industry, we all have to work towards there, and that's something that we're working because we have our own lab, and we do everything in house. We manufacture everything, so we're constantly experimenting with things. Yeah, I'm actually gonna link that what thirteen free. What are those? You know, chemicals and in, in the show notes, so、okay. that、uh, my、yeah. listeners and viewers can check those out because、sure. it's those thirteen、um, dangerous chemicals that well, some you know, some of it is like you know universally understood as these are. These are chemicals we don't want in nail polish, and some of them are things that are specific to certain people's allergies.、Mm. So, and we get those, we address them. Some of them are around,、um, you know, as a company that's international, we we kind of also have, you know, com- countries like Japan and and in the EU where they're they may be even more strict than、yeah. there. So we address some of those what we're free of、yeah. in there as well.、Um, so yeah, I think it's a it's a mouthful. It'd be definitely、yeah. better to just、mm-hmm. link to it. And we say that on our, you know, when you when you browse our website, we will say like, "What is thirteen free?" and we'll get into it.、Mm-hmm. So, and then you actually list down because、mm-hmm. I've seen it. What、yeah. are those chemicals? Right. Yes.、Um, and then you mentioned that you manufacture here in LA. Talk to me about the importance of manufacturing here in LA. Sure.、Mm-hmm. I mean, there. I think it's a, it's rare.、Um, I think it's rare anyway for for brands today to manufacture for themselves. Um, I think for us, LA is where we were born.、Mm-hmm. This is our home.、Um, I think it's great to be in LA. Is is in general? I think you know. In the past, it would be about you know being in the place where Hollywood and this,、mm-hmm. I think that's to me. It's not even about that. It's just about like being in the place where you like you're creating products and being there to see that that journey. So from formulation to Bottling, to testing in in house,、um, just A to Z, being part of that process allows us to really be concerned about quality and be able to act quickly when there's an issue.、Mm-hmm. And I think that sets us apart. Is that you know it's it's really not easy actually because there's a lot of you know overhead that there's that's involved with like a factory and、yeah. and and so. If we were a factory today, and we were saying, "Hey, like, let's make nail polish for a ton of other companies," that that could be a way to sort of address this, I think, uniqueness of of still owning a factory just for your own brand. But I think right now we use it really just in order to innovate more quickly to to be able to do smaller, like we could do a lot like a limited edition、mm-hmm. bottles because we can run a smaller amount because we don't have to go to outside companies and say, "What's your you know minimum order?" Quantity kind of thing, so 
it really gives us the opportunity to do things and uh, in our own backyard, right? Yeah, interesting. What's the last thing that you learned that you found interesting recently? Hmm. Mm-hmm. Putting me on the spot. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like I learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you, I think it's a natural thing to kind of go into life and be like, assume you know everything mm-hmm. kind of thing. And then slowly you're just like, oh, well, didn't think about that. Um, and I think um, I'm constantly uh, learning something, whether it be from you know working with family in business or uh, addressing problems in the business. Um, I think one of the things that uh, I learned, I think, daily is, you know, it's ver- it's like a, it takes a is it takes a, a family. It's, you know, it takes a family to really go after the big problems. And I think I don't mean literally. I feel like the company itself is a family, and we uh, we have like to put our heads together and be creative. You have to be so creative and mm-hmm. think outside of the box to to get things done. And I think that's something that I've definitely learned. You know, with say my father being the ultimate like businessman mm-hmm. is you know it's not just it's not just about the numbers it's not about that it's really about thinking differently in order to solve problems and that may not be like a you know mind blown kind of mm-hmm. realization but it's something that we deal with every day yeah so really looking at a problem and coming up with creative solution that you may not have thought of otherwise yes Speaking of creativity, mm-hmm. um, Orly has the Color Labs in West Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about the idea behind that and what would the experience be like if a first-time customer would walk in? Sure. So growing up in the nail business, like that was one of the questions I'd always get, which was, you know, who, who comes up with the colors because mm-hmm. I want that job? And who <laughs> comes up with the names because I want that job too? Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's definitely a process in terms of coming up with the colors. It's, it's really the, a function of our product development person and, and a creative. And then we have let's sort of like naming parties mm-hmm. sometimes so everybody can throw in their ideas. You know, there's only so many puns you can keep yeah. coming up with for nail polish. But when what we did was a few years ago, we started to, um, we had people coming to our factory, right? And our factory is like in the valley. Mm. And we've had people coming in and one of the things that we would give them as a guest is this fun experience of, you know, we're going to show you how color is made. Yeah. And so we take them into the lab and we we say, well, what color are you thinking of? It sort of be like, what's what are you imagining? And we'll yeah. see if we can get there and we'll mix the pigments and we'll make you a color. And they would walk out thinking, oh, that was awesome. Like, that's so great. And so part of that messaging for, you know, the fact that we still make our own colors. So we have to mm-hmm. figure out how to take that message uh, outside of the company, outside of the HQ. And so we started doing like PR events. We would do events at, um, with different media, influencers, where we'd bring like an ice cream cart. Oh, yeah. And that ice cream cart would have all the pigments and, and, and the bases. Oh, yeah. And somebody would come and they'd bring like inspiration. Maybe it's like a fabric or maybe it's their iPhone case color. Yeah. And we would make the color for them on the spot. And then that was such a like a fun it was like a hit and people mm-hmm. loved it so much and we would do it for free basically because it was on a limited sort of vip kind of yeah. experience so we said well let's take that experience like public so we created a 
a little bit more evolved, like thought out process. We opened up a storefront on Beverly in West Hollywood and you can come in there. There's like this app that we built, sort of a mood board, inspo, mm -hmm. think like Pinterest. You can kind of start by selecting like you're making an emotional connection to a yeah. color and then you can decide on the hue and then you can decide on the finish. Like you could add a shimmer, you could make it like, uh, you could just keep it as a cream. Um, and then what you do is that, then you, well, then you select a name. Yeah. You punch the name mm -hmm. in and then it goes to these mixologists that we have behind a bar. You walk up to them and they will make the color for you on the spot, allow you to like make some modifications. They'll say, do you like this? Do you want to make it a little more pink, a little mm -hmm. more red? And you'll walk out of there with like a color that's really one of a kind with your name uh, that you came up with under the bottom. And it's, you know, we charge for that. It's, it's not a lot of money. I think it's, it's $20. Um, that's not a lot of money at all. Yeah. <laughs> if we, we start, we do like some specials. Like if you come in, you do a few colors, then you'll get like a base coat and top coat for mm -hmm. free. And we are really like gearing up for like a lot of fun, like holiday stuff yeah. that we're going to be doing there. Cause I think that's like the ultimate like way to just be like, oh, I got a list of people. Yeah. <laughs> just going to go knock them out. Like this color for you, this color for yeah. you. And so we think there's, it's really been about for us, you walk in there, it's not just, that specific experience it's a beautiful space it's inspired it's inspired by color uh, mm -hmm. we also have like a a wall that tells the story of the company being 45 years old really having like the the french manicure origin mm -hmm. story and all the treatments and all the products we've come out with and so it's like kind of a get to know the brand mm -hmm. in a more central place outside of our factory so that we so the public can really get to know the brand a little better mm -hmm. and then have this really fun unique experience yeah and you also encourage community because you invite right. a lot of people to use your space even for their events yeah we have a great like community manager who manages it brings in does a lot of panels and you know we have we do collabs with other brands we do collabs with artists and jewelry mm -hmm. designers we do like we really want it to be like a a fun space in in town where everything is so online and so virtual now yeah. so like more more interactive and we try to make you know bring some interesting topics up into the into that when we have events there's a panelist talking about you know sustainable salons and how to yeah. you know and we also do workshops there too so some of our products like the gel extension product i mentioned before it requires education mm -hmm. and so we do use that space also to bring in local salons and have them come in and learn how to use the product. And so it's, it's really hitting a lot of spots for us. Yeah. But at, at the basic level for like a person who just loves nail polish, it's kind of the ultimate like experience. And it doesn't take long. And people walk out there like feeling like, oh, that was, you know, I didn't expect to feel as, yeah. as good as I just did because I thought, okay, what's this going to be like? But it really is a fun process yeah but creating your own nail polish that's unique to you it's that's like very yeah, special and sure. just exciting yeah so every episode i ask the same question to every guest mm -hmm. and um, we have a philosophy uh, here at hello beauty we have a philosophy it's say hello to the beauty in you so what advice can you give to those who are trying to discover their beauty within i think the only way i can answer that is like sort of applying it to myself right so i mean i think that Beauty really comes from, I think we're seeing this now being 
consistently expressed out in, in society, like at least in a, in a positive way, that beauty is really about your own sense of confidence and confidence comes from a lot of different things. For me, confidence comes from, you know, feeling productive and, and, and oh, setting goals and, and achieving them and, you know, feeling a sense of, of pride. And uh, I think if you're confident, you're comfortable on your skin, then people, you know, sort of see that and that's why people shine. And I think that is really, uh, that is, is one part of it. And the other part of it is really just like, you know, finding things that make you happy, right? Because that's, that's really combined with a sense of comfort with who you are and then happiness, it's like you're gonna be beaming, right? So I think that's where beauty comes from within. It comes from those places and I try to, uh, I try to subscribe to that philosophy myself. And you know, it's, it's like, you know, it's like anything else, it's, you have good days, you have bad days. So the thing I think is that's fun about nails is like I said, it's sort of, it's, it's an expression and it also feeds your confidence too. And it reminds you, I mean, I'm not wearing any right now, mm -hmm. but. Um, Do you usually wear nail polish? I, I generally wear nail polish when we're testing something. So mm -hmm. I'll go in and be like, you know, I want to I wanna be as excited as everybody else about this product. So I want to try it. And, I, and so sometimes I'll, you know, mm -hmm. put it on a few fingers. But um, I mean, I'm no, like, I'd love to wear nail polish. It doesn't always suit mm -hmm. me. It doesn't always fit. Yeah. I think you have to, it has to, it's a, it's a unique sort of experience. Mm -hmm. Well, I agree with you 100% with your viewpoint on beauty. What is something exciting in store for you and or Orly? Okay, well, we actually just, we just launched something really fun, which is we collaborated with um, Dr. Jen Welter. She's yeah. a first female NFL coach and we, she's for years been, she created this expression, which is like kick glass, right? Oh, and wow. it's idea of like, shattering and breaking glass ceilings mm -hmm. for women but like you know like yeah it's a little bit more than that right mm -hmm. so we we came up with this really fun and unique shattered glass like mm -hmm. color like actually it's an effect like a topper that goes really well with like black nail polish or other nail colors um and so we just launched that at alta sort of a fun thing you can go in there and you'll see it at the cash wrap and uh, we have some really great, so that, that like we just launched it about a week, like Ulta's already like ordered twice, like this thing is oh, starting wow. to move. So mm -hmm. you should go on our website, check it out. Um, and it's, uh, like you said, it's 9.50. It's really, <laughs> really easy to, to, to try. Let's see, my dog wants to come up and say hi. Yeah, hi Chip. Say hi Chip. <laughs> um, we are actually uh, also gearing up for like a lot of really cool holiday digital only kind of collaborations uh that uh people should tune in and, and get on our mailing list and we'll, we'll we'll email them about it i think that's probably one of the biggest changes in the last year is that we're just we're really focusing a lot even though we're a professional brand and primarily we sell to retailers and distributors we really are putting a lot of thought and effort into our direct to the consumer mm -hmm. stuff so we're creating like a lot of like web exclusives and so that's that's super fun. Yeah, and a lot of collaboration, unique collaborations. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I've also read something that um, your creative director Shani Pink mm -hmm. mentioned that a lot, most of us focus on a lot of, of follower counts, but with Orly, you place importance in women and other people that are actually making an impact and doing important things here in the world. So I love that, and I commend that. Thanks.
No, I mean, I think I think Dr. Jen, like Jen Welter is a good example. It's just like maybe people don't know her about her, but they should. So mm-hmm. it's like not it's not like building off of her reach or her influencer, mm-hmm. her, her followers. It's about using our platform to highlight yeah. things that we that we think should be appreciated and, and sort amazing. of strong women. And I think that's I think that should happen more and more. I think there is a shift that's happening right now. And I think, you know, brands that have reach and have a platform should to try to use it it's a it's a tricky tricky area too but i think where you can merge beauty i think this like shattered glass like perfect example yeah. it's like really if, if if you didn't even know that there was a a, a woman behind this who inspired it you would just be like that's a really cool look yeah. and i want to wear it but the fact that it really did come from Jen Walter is like, it makes it even more sure. meaningful. Yeah. And now I'm like, I've been pouring over her page like yeah. since then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So it worked. Mm-hmm. It got, we got you Definitely. hooked. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending time with us today. I had a great time talking to you. Thank you so much for having me. Mm-hmm.